0: You're listening to the Bossy Bitch Podcast with Elsa Mitchell. Come along with me as I explore all the remote corners of Australia, uncovering success stories from women, killing it in business. I'll inspire you, teach you, and best of all, make you laugh by sharing their journey and mine so that we can grow together in life and in business. Mom, have you seen my pants? Right, get out. Welcome to the Bossy Beach Podcast. Today I am chatting with, oh my gosh, Amy, I just realized your last name's like the hardest name on the planet to say.
1: <laughs> you can go with found, it's okay. <laughs> i married a Sri Lankan, so I got this really long surname, Ravindra Kumar it is, but yeah, we can go with found. That's all good.
0: We'll go with found. So it ties in nicely. So Amy is the founder of... <laughs> <laughs> found my skin but found is your maiden name so hence it all flows nicely but I just so funny I just had this little panic when I got on the call I was like oh my god I totally forgot that you you have the world's longest (laughs) (laughs) thank you for chatting with me today Amy thanks for having me so, we actually had your stepmom on here very recently, just like a couple of episodes ago, Leanne Preston, sharing her story. So, it felt only natural that we would follow up with you while that was. Free fresh in everybody's minds so I am just going to jump straight in today and get you to tell me your story so found my skin now this is sun cream or sunscreen yeah ever since
1: I I think either is fine sunscreen
0: ever since I've gotten to know you I just never know which one's which anymore it's like I've just overthought it so much (laughs)
1: That's fine.
0: Either is fine, I think. Yeah. I found my skin is a sun cream range, a beautiful low-tox sunscreen range that is an up-and-coming, slowly to be seen at every local skin clinic near you. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm going to let you share your story about how the hell you came to have a sunscreen yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> business. So I guess... I'll talk a little bit about my personality and where where I came from, and then and then I'll go into the the family story, and and then what the last couple of years has looked like in my world. But I guess basically, I've always been the kind of person that wants to do all of the things and and everything, and and I, I quite often have been known to jump off the deep end and swim for my life. Um, I was that kid in high school that wanted to be everything and do everything. So this is just one of those things that I I grew up, if you listen to Leanne's podcast, you would have um, heard that I grew up watching entrepreneurs. And I guess there was never any doubt in my mind that I could do that if I wanted to. And after living a few lives be- before I got here to this point, I I managed to give it a go but yeah my background was in most recently was a teacher I am a teacher I taught primary school in across Australia and I've taught performing arts dance and drama I was a dancer so my 20s were spent doing overseas contracts dancing in kind of cabaret shows and around Perth as well and then I went off and joined Emirates so I was Emirates cabin crew for a little while I actually Um, didn't know that (laughs) didn't you yes I was a hostie that's where I met the husband we were both hosties
0: wild hostie party one night late in some random place
1: exactly yes something (laughs) like that and then yeah came back to Perth after I had my kids and got my teeth into teaching and loved that wouldn't have wouldn't have been anywhere else for a long time and then I I just had this I think it started with a conversation with Dad, and and just thought I'd give it a shot. Really, if you heard Leanne and Dad Leanne's story, which includes my Dad's story, he is a formulation chemist. John Found is his name, and so there is the the name background of my business, my company. Found My Skin is a little nod towards the history of product development um, in my Dad, and. Leanne and Dad together, apart from Leanne's brand Quick Knits, they created a Wild Child Laboratories, which is the was the only contract manufacturer in. WA and they were creating and producing sunscreens and pharmaceuticals for other brands for decades. They recently have sold that company and I am am stepping into the shoes and giving pharmaceutical and cosmetic industry a shot for myself.
0: (laughs) I love that. With somebody like your... Like I like what you said about growing up around entrepreneurs. So you, there was never any doubt in your mind that you could do to do exactly that. So it's such an incredible gift. And I have met your dad and Leanne, obviously, and I love love the story with the family. And I, I just constant you know what, a little bit jealous that like you have <laughs> those two <laughs> to draw from. They're so amazing. Their is amazing. What they've achieved is absolutely amazing. And to see you as well go on this path where you the teacher dancing cabin crew to now doing this and what you said before about like jumping into lots of different things like I think that's always a good thing but quite often people don't stick to it right or see things out they try all different things and then they just jump from one thing to the next but what I know about you is watching you with found my skin is your absolute commitment and drive (laughs) you're not just jumping in and dabbling you are balls to the wall with this business
1: well I once did this personality test and I figured out this one thing about myself and that is that my biggest motivator is a fear of failure and so it must be like a pride thing or something I don't know what it is but my my biggest motivator is a fear of failure and it is It has actually, when I look back over the past two years of this business, it has been a huge driving factor for me is that I just simply could not bear the thought of failing. Well, (laughs) I've got those big shoes to fill as well. So I was terrified of not doing the family name the justice that it deserved.
0: And also love that it's because I've turned 40 last year, I love hearing stories about women and by no means... Are you in the latest what do <are> you say? <laughs> I know when I, when I spoke to Leanne the first time, I was like, Oh, when she was telling me the story about her product Quick Knits, and I was like, Well, hang on, how old were you when you started Quick Knits? And I think she said 38.
1: 38, yes, she was 38, she had her three children that. already, yeah,
0: yeah, she was a single mom, three kids, and she was 38, and that was that was the beginning of a massive, massive. Massive brand and journey in business. I love hearing that because, and a lot of people listening will be able to relate. Like you turn forty and you just feel like, oh my god, this is, is the this it? the
1: yeah. end. <laughs> Maybe that was one of the things as well. Like I, I was forty when I decided. Well, when I launched and when I decided to go ahead with this, I was sort of been probably thirty nine or whatever. And yeah, you do get to a point in your life and you think, is this it? Or is there something else? And I've, yeah. yeah, like I said, I've always just been that person that I jump in. I, I totally underestimated it, by the way. Jumped in <laughs> uh, without much thought, just thinking, how hard can it be? <laughs> um,
0: I've had a few wake up calls since. Let me tell you, <laughs> I just create this product and have a passive income. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> doesn't said my work one. like that, does it? <laughs> no, it doesn't. And what I really like about chatting with you, Amy, is is the real kind of, it's the real experience of what it takes to build a brand. And one of the things you said earlier before this call when we were chatting was that you grossly underestimated just how much it costs to build a brand, right? Absolutely.
1: Sunscreen to start with is a, it's a listed medication with a TGA. So it is you can't manufacture it in your home. You have to manufacture it at a TGA approved facility and their minimum order quantities are huge. And we also have fairly short expiry dates. So there's actually no room to get it wrong. You have to nail it the first time. You only get one chance because the investment in the product itself is enormous. And if it doesn't sell, the you can't really come back from that. It's very hard to come back from financially. So so yeah, I I did, I was really lucky in that I had dad and I knew that my formulations and my product itself was amazing. That was kind of the the first thing. But products itself don't sell themselves. It's there's so much more involved. You have to get the packaging right and the marketing right. You have to get your your demographic right. You have to get your price point right. There's so many things where you could go wrong, which I underestimated massively. And once you have that outlay and you pay that money for your product, I thought that the money would start rolling in and I would use (laughs) the money to to go into marketing or whatever. But, But what happened to me, unfortunately, was I launched right on the back of COVID and we had some Delays in stock and manufacturing, and I ended up missing my first summer, which was devastating devastating because I had quit my teaching job with this thought that I was going to have all of this money rolling in, quit my teaching job, missed my first summer and and ended up with my thousands and thousands of tubes of sunscreen right just in time for winter and of course the the online sales went as far as all my friends and family jumped on board and <laughs> bought them <laughs> Good some sunscreen which was lovely and I, I can't tell you how grateful I am for that because it does even just the mental help that that gives you that you you wake up to a couple of orders online is just amazing but it certainly wasn't going to be paying the bills or paying my my marketing um, expenses that were going to be upcoming yeah um so I found myself in a really tricky situation where I, I had a few sleepless nights. There were a lot of tears. I wasn't really sure what I was going to do. I did have my my dad as a backup in the TGA and the, the manufacturing and the all of that sense, but I had no idea how to market a product. I had no, you heard all the things I did before, and none of those included a marketing degree or any experience in product development or distribution. And the world had changed a little bit since Quitnits was marketed by Leanne. We had the the rise of the influencer and the social media and it was it was an online world now, which it wasn't back then. So so I had to really fast quickly figure it out for myself. And I got to the point where things weren't move, moving online. I didn't have any money to put into meta ads. And so I did try reaching out to stockers, potential stockers. I sent a million emails, which all of them got ignored because they didn't know who I was. They didn't know who, what my product was. I got so desperate one day that I thought, I'm just going to get in my car and walk into a few local small businesses. And I did that. I can't tell you how terrifying it is. Oh, my God. I, I, I already was feeling the rejection from from the winter slowness of of the online world, but got in my car and put some nice clothes on and, and just walked on in there and said, hi, my name's Amy. I've got this beautiful product and it's made here in Australia. And I'm just wondering if you would be interested in stocking it. And to my surprise, I started getting a few yeses that day. And I think that. Well, I just don't think that they wanted to say no to my face,
0: basically. <laughs> Begging that this probably, was not beneath me.
1: <laughs> they probably felt terribly sorry for me. No, but in all seriousness, actually, what they a lot of them said to me is, like I said, we're right on the back of COVID. A lot of those small businesses were struggling, so they knew firsthand what it felt like to be in my position and to, to that struggle to be real and so a few of them yeah just said and I negotiated small opening orders with them so that they could not take so much risk and just I could see it sitting on shelves and people mm. would see it and be able to touch it and um and that started to work for me that winter. and then what happened was I as I started building up these little tiny uh, boutiques, local boutiques, I I started really pumping them up on my social media and and Love really that you do that and really yes promoting their businesses. So it was like a partnership. And then accidentally one day I came across a a beauty or skin clinic and and well for a few reasons my product sits perfectly in that space, which I found out. I would love to say it was market research and I planned all of this, but it was actually a bit of an accident. Um, I found that it worked really well in skin clinics and beauty salons because they have these high-end products that the sunscreen is $120 and after you've paid for a facial, that's a lot of money to fork out for a product. And my product had salon quality ingredients but it was sitting in a lower price point at the $50 mark Mm -hmm. and it was in a much bigger tube. So I just found, figured out that my product sat perfectly in a gap in the market whereby it was an affordable choice but salon quality and and the packaging and everything looked beautiful in salons, so then I started targeting the skin clinics, and it all led to wholesalers so now I have managed to get into a few wholesalers who distribute into clinics and salons for me, and I got all that done in the first year.
0: That's amazing. So- so and then the packaging a, was a bit of an accident too wasn't it Yeah the packaging was another <laughs> accident I love that
1: story. a little bit like the the covid delays it was one of those things that at the time there were a lot of tears but I got my packaging beautifully designed by an amazing business cracking creative Sarah she did such a beautiful job of the packaging and I sent it off to be Printed and manufactured because my packaging is aluminium, so it's straight onto the tube. And when I got the photos of the tubes that were on the water on their way to Australia, I realized that the it was supposed to be a four-color gradient. It had only been printed with two colours. And I contacted the manufacturer of the tubes and they agreed that it didn't look like the artwork that was approved. And they offered to throw out the ten thousand tubes and <laughs> start again on them. And then I had this identity crisis because I thought, oh my goodness, I have placed myself and ha- and had this vision of being a sustainable company because now my skin is one hundred percent plastic free. We have gone with plastic free packaging on everything. And then I thought I cannot bring myself to turf. 10,000 tubes just because the colors don't look like I thought they were going to look. So I had a sleepless night and I woke up the next morning and I thought, no, nah, I have to I have to roll with this. This is fate. I'm going to have to to roll with this and this can become part of my story. Yeah, that I refused to throw out those tubes and I had an an anxious wait while they air freighted me a couple of tubes so that I could start my marketing. And I raced to the manufacturer when I found out they were there and held them in my hands and almost cried happy tears because I thought, Oh my gosh, they're just perfect. I couldn't have designed it any better if I just <laughs> kept
0: that, that because way, I, okay? I
1: just told myself I was going to love them. But they are what they are and they are Yep, that's our brand now. So they that's were worked. Right. I think you
0: put a thing out asking if you should with the next lot and we were like, No, keep it.
1: Yes yeah I've decided to roll with it so sometimes these little disasters they say everything falls apart so that something better to can fall together so I've learnt along the way to trust in the process and to take things slowly I um, remember I just we had the conversation earlier you and I about last Christmas I was I jumped on a call with you and cried not happy tears <laughs> For about an hour in front of everyone, because things weren't quite where I wanted them to be, but I know. But you weren't the on only person
0: crying. Time. I think everyone was crying that day. I think it was like Christmas. Everyone was burnt out and tired. Yeah. That's why this year I'm like, right, we're getting all getting ready for our expectations. Yes. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Yeah. So there have been a lot of tears and a lot of sleepless nights. It has not been a linear growth. It's been ups and downs. And this winter, although it was so much better than last winter, I still had my doubts, but then spring rolls around and everything starts moving again. So it's yeah, quite oh, I have a question.
0: How much did your dad prepare you and Leanne for like, were they like, buckle up, this is going to be quite the ride? <laughs> or were they just like, oh, yeah, you'll be fine, we've got you? <laughs> <laughs> um, I think probably
1: Leanne was more realistic about the whole we had said to me this is really hard work. It is oh. not easy. And she said to me initially, if if you treat this like a side hustle, it'll always be a side hustle. I love that. Yeah, you have to throw everything you've got at it or it will not work. And she she was right. It is yeah. It's not one of those things where you go, I didn't want to work nine to five anymore. So I quit my day job and started my business because anyone who's been in business knows that it turns into twenty four seven and it's I'm working on weekends and I'm I flew back and forward to Sydney with a couple of hours to wake up to go to work the next morning and yeah, I'm working around the clock, which is not great when you've got small children, but I believe I still believe that it's going to work and it is working. And so
0: I have got this vision that I just keep pressing ahead. <laughs> yeah, it's so good. And yes. that's what I love about having this conversation is it's like real talk, right? I, it just really bugs me when people try and glamorize things. And it, the re- reality is that it is hard work and it is like scrambling every cent, putting it back into growing the business and growing the brand, and obviously, if you're bootstrapping or trying to fund on your own without getting investors, the reality of that is like really hard work, yeah,
1: uh, I am trying to hold out on investors for as long as I can, just so that my ending is a bit sweeter. It's not easy. i I do i I quit my job, like I said before my product landed and I was very naive I thought that once the money started rolling in I could pay myself what I what I didn't understand is that it is so expensive to grow a business and not only is the stock incredibly expensive and high volume but those the online marketing I've got ongoing TGA fees I've got packaging expenses there's postage there's Expos cost money, flying in and out of places costs money, everything costs money. And I, so what I did was after my first year, I a job opportunity came up and I decided to dip my toes back in teaching a little bit just so that I had the freedom to grow the business like I wanted to grow it without the investors. And so what happens is I had this kind of trying to find the balance of time versus money that first year I had mm. all the time in the world and I did need it because like I said I was in my car and I was driving around and I was walking into places this year I'm not doing that but I've got the freedom to grow my business because I've got the income as well so it is tricky it's hard it's it's not for the faint-hearted
0: <laughs> no it's really not and I think that's why it always ties back to how much you need to really believe and love what you're doing like and and even just circling back a little bit was mm-hmm. what you said before like how much things had changed especially in the marketing landscape like from when Leanne started knits all those years ago and one of the ways that she grew her and sometimes Amy I think god it almost just sounds so much easier oh yeah <laughs> but she sent her product to mums didn't she like yeah
1: so no she she absolutely didn't have it easy it was it was and what probably her story helped me a little bit to realize that I just needed to go and show my face
0: I and love faces. Okay. we didn't give enough love to that because the fact that you got off your fucking ass and walked in yeah, that's how strongly I feel about it like if you're sitting at home and you're trying to get a business up and running and you're going oh my god Instagram is not getting me sales and then you go and sign up for another how to sell on Instagram course like there's just the the, I say it over and over again the people I see the women I see that are getting off their butts and doing what everybody else isn't prepared to do like yourself like that is
1: hard like yeah, it's God. hard, and it, yes. you have to swallow your pride a little bit. Yeah, and, yeah, and, and people
0: can be yeah. jerks because I've owned a salon for 14 years, and I know when reps come in, sometimes it's like I'm too busy. Please go. Yes,
1: on. yeah, I do, look, I got a lot of nose. I'm not going to lie, and but what I, I was actually really surprised, and I'll circle back to um, how Leanne did it. As, in a second, but I was really surprised at how lovely most people were. I did get a few people that were frosty, say the least, but what I learned to realize is that, and as I watched them, because I followed them all on Instagram or whatever, and followed their businesses and tried to engage with them because I thought they're going to fall in love with me. I'm going to make them fall in love with me. But what I realized is those ones that were frosty to me Slowly, because we were in the wake of COVID, I slowly saw their businesses shutting down. And so, what I realized was that they were probably frosty because they didn't have the capacity to take on stock or me. And so, what I realized from that is it's not always about me, it's not always about you. It's sometimes people have got in, we never know what's going
0: on in people's lives. There's a really good book, The Four Agreements, that's good for that.
1: Yeah. And to be fair, I was turning up in their space and asking for something from them. So, and somebody can be having the worst day. You don't well, know what's going on in their home life or in their business yeah. and so and so I t- I did it's hard not to take it personally but over time I realized that it's not always about me. So that that helped for me a For me, bit if as well. it,
0: just another perspective is um, I actually can't say no to people. Like <laughs> so when I own my salon for 14 years, I had a rep phobia because I was like, oh shit. If I sit down with a rep, I'm just going to say gonna yes. So. Yeah. yeah, And I went through a phase where one day I think my bookkeeper was like, Elsa, what yeah. the hell with your stock bill? And I was like, oh my, I had a, I died. I was like, how the fuck is my stock bill so massive? Because I was just like, yep. Yes, yep, yes. yep. Yes. And so for me, I was like, don't let them come near me because. Yeah, that's I right. No. I had to get my team to see the reps and stuff. Yeah. Because I was like, you guys will just make good choices for me. I'm too, like, yes. They know it anyway.
1: Exactly yeah so how Leanne did it because she was her her product was a little bit different than mine she had the the head lice treatment and which was beautiful it was the first natural one and she was trying to distribute across w a initially and she got a whole heap of mums and sent them stock and they were all regional dotted around w a and she got them face-to-face selling into pharmacies which is how she kick-started her business really because in those days there was no Instagram or really online shopping or anything like that we're talking about the 90s and that really worked for her and because I knew of her story that probably was part of my motivation to get up off my butt and mm. show my face in some businesses. Which, yeah, that really I worked love that me.
0: she did that. And she's like, these women were making so much money; like, they were loving it. Did she? I, she said to me that strategy got her a million dollars in sales.
1: Like, if yeah, 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 yeah. It did really get her what a long way. And that's was... back
0: then. That's like equivalent to ten million. I feel like, right?
1: Now. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah.
0: What a legend! Yeah, I think that's just so valuable. Just that, that, like, if something's not working, what can you do differently that everyone else isn't doing? Yeah, not willing to do.
1: Yeah, and yeah. By the after I had done all of that, and and the distribution was happening, and then I got into a couple of wholesalers who distribute into skin clinics and salons. I'm posting all these things on on my socials, and um, ended up posting on LinkedIn as well after. Some strong advice from you, I believe, to get my ass into gear on LinkedIn. And yeah, by the end of my first year, I was approached by David Jones. Yes, i did, hey? Yeah, yeah. Um, which never ended up going through because they wanted me to expand my range a lot quicker than I had the, the means or the ability to do but still on the radar and hopefully something I can revisit later but that was pretty.
0: But that how was smart though, Amy, because so many people would have gone, yes, I want to be in there so bad, I'm going to go and borrow a shitload of money and do what they want me to do. Yeah,
1: yeah well, you know. I, I'm just a little bit uh, mindful of, creating products just for the sake of creating products I want to do it slowly and really be really sure that these products are going to work because you can expand a bit too quickly and bite off more than you can chew even though I'm pretty good at biting off more than I can chew I am also mindful that I have a family of five here so I can't be giving away our our home and things like that (laughs) on a whim so yeah, but it was pretty exciting to be to go from that sleepless nights. How am I going to sell one or two tubes to all of a sudden selling in cartons and and being approached by major retailers? So that was that was a pretty cool way to finish the year, I think.
0: Yeah, that is awesome. Yeah. I think it's just like <laughs> I've sat on Zoom calls with you with your daughter. <laughs> how old is no, she no. now?
1: She's three.
0: Tree, like, oh, I think I've got a photo somewhere of she's climbing behind you in her nappy, she's crawling yeah. along <laughs> that, like the, the buffet behind yeah. you or oh, the furniture yeah. oh my gosh yeah so yep. Yep. and like we were just on a zoom call this morning and I was like swearing like a truck and I was like oh shit Amy I forgot she's just sitting right next to oh no she's, she's used to it <laughs> yeah she must think of that she must be so used to it but like the amount of times we've sat on calls and your kids are like all sitting on top of you and waving <laughs> and smiling and I'm like this is just like the life now right like no yeah. excuses if you want something bad enough yeah. You know, you're gonna make, make it happen. happen. Yeah, yep. And that's you you're you're working at a job, you're being a mum, and yeah. I know how busy you are with all your activities and commitments. And then on, on the side of that, you're running your business like a full-time business.
1: Yeah, look, I, I could not do, <laughs> I could not do any of it without my mum. My husband is awesome as well, but my mum literally comes in and I don't know. She's just like Mary Poppins, Deshawn calls her. She just rolls around. She knows what needs to be done. She throws on a load of washing. She baths a kid. She's ta- she would take the boys to the park. She's just amazing. She Honestly, I couldn't do it without her. She, so you've got um, the dad
0: that's the entrepreneur and the mum that's like Mary Poppins. Yeah, like my mum is Mary like,
1: Poppins. Yeah. She, <laughs> yeah. she saves us all the time with the kids and with the house and everything. So, yeah. So it is, I do have, I'm very lucky. I've got amazing support from from all ends.
0: And another thing I just wanted to touch on before we wrap up was that when you you touched on talking about creating content and promoting the, the businesses and you still do that, I really love that you, that's been your approach, that you are constantly shining a light on all the stockers and all the people taking on your brand. It is, it's smart marketing, but it's also <laughs> paying just such a good human and I, I love, love, love that approach because I think that the more you can give. Um, yeah, and I just
1: feel like it's a great way to celebrate both of us by doing those those fun reels where I get to celebrate that I've got another stockist and, and I get to celebrate their business as well because there's some such beautiful little boutiques around and, mm. and stockists that are so unknown sometimes but, yeah.
0: Oh, except for like the Cali Hotel,
1: right? Ah, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I got I got some wind in my sails after that. So I got I got to recently one of my most recent stockers is a Siza Carlisle Hotel in Brisbane, and after that I was like, "That's it. Hotels are my new thing." So I sent out a, a bazillion emails to all these hotels, and of course, got ignored by all of them because
0: did you name <laughs> that hotel though? Did you say I've just been stocked by? I should, I should, yes. but I need to definitely need to promote that
1: a little bit more. Yeah, because so you know,
0: I'm like, if you name drop one, yes. oh, I've just been, and it made me think that maybe I could reach out to more hotels. They're going to go, oh, well, she's there yes, because no one likes to miss
1: out, right? Yeah, no one, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. It's name dropping, you're going to have yep. to go back again. Yeah, bet you I still- you get more responses.
1: Maybe. <laughs>
0: <laughs> amazing, so amazing! You've done such a good job. It's been really fun to watch this journey oh, for you and so you grow and get bigger and bigger and it's only going to continue that's very obvious but also just your story I really love that your family obviously I think that's a really beautiful my parents were really well my everything Starting a business, and not yep. everybody has that gift. And no, so, it, it is so a special. gift for sure. Yeah, absolutely, it's just divine. And just you're in the trenches, and I think that's really good to just have real, 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 real talk around what what you've had to do to build your brand. And so, I will obviously pop a link to Found My Skin in the show notes, so that probably my millions of listeners will just jump on and. You'll be selling sunscreen in <laughs> Yeah, that's awesome. Thank you so much, Amy. I also Thank pop the link to socials cool. in there too, and everyone can go and stalk you and um go to the hotel. Sounds great. I know. I'm I'm on for hotels. They're my next big thing. <laughs> in
1: and hotels. You're my people.
0: Amazing. <laughs> Thank you so much, Amy. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for listening to the Bossy Bitch Podcast. I am Elsa Mitchell and you can find me at elsamitchell.com.au or if you'd like to meet my friends, please head on over to Facebook and I invite you to join our free group, Bossy Bitch.